Hey, I'm Katie, your functional nutritionist, and today's episode is a little bit different because I'm getting personal with you. I'm going to talk today about how I learned to listen to my body. This is something that I've struggled a lot with in my own life, and I've seen in a lot of my clients that we have become so outwardly focused, uh, driven, maybe people-pleasing, focused on uh, achievements and performance, and we can then not listen to our body, which makes sense because we might have had times in which listening to our body was not helpful. That could be because um, parents or family members ignored what our uh, desires and needs were for our body, or because we've had stuff going on like IBS or pain that has not been helpful for us to listen to it because there was nothing we knew to do about it and we had to just push forward and move on. And so we've learned to not hear these signals that tell us to slow down or to stop or to not do that activity. And we might stay up late even though we're really tired and just kind of push through so we can get more done or uh, push through with working too many hours or push through with serving everyone else and forgetting about serving ourselves. And I think that the, some of the things I talk about in this episode might help you to reverse some of these behaviors because in the end, your body is the best doctor in the entire world. And you being able to hear what your body is trying to tell you and adjust your lifestyle and your actions accordingly is always going to give you the greatest level of health beyond anything else that you could do. So I'm going to start off with letting you know how you can change a belief like not listening to your body. That's a a belief that you have in your head and that then influences your thoughts and your actions. And all actions can be changed by changing the, uh, the process that basically leads to behavior, which is first having awareness You always have to start with awareness of what your habit is, what your thoughts are around that process, how you feel about them, how they developed, and then you can move into acceptance of the thing that you just became aware of and being able to um, say that this is what you struggle with and communicate that to other people and and learn and, and get resources on how to change it and then actually practicing changing a new way of being, which would be listening to your body. And you do that enough times, over time, you've created a new habit and a new way of uh, living and being. And so for me, I'm going to go through what each of those three steps of awareness and acceptance and practice look like in my life. To give you some examples of how bad I was at listening to my body, when I was in college, this is like 15 years ago. Uh, I got really sick when I was living in Central America. I got um, a stomach bug in Mexico and we were there for several weeks and I did not want to miss anything. I did not tell the professor that was with us and I was just having food go right through me. And I was drinking Pedialyte and hardly eating any food because it was, you know, was not pleasant to be going on the side of mountains and the side of streets <laughs> while we were traveling. And so we were um, doing some pretty intense uh, physical work. And one day uh, we were hiking a volcano and 
it was pouring down rain and so it ended up taking us like eight hours and I was pretty depleted by this point and by the time we got back to our hotel I actually had tetany which is when the electrolytes in your body are so low everything all of your muscles and tendons and nerves and everything stopped functioning they basically are starting to die your body is kind of in that first stage of shutting down and leading to death and it was pretty scary um, my like fingers my body just all started to um, get really tight and curl up into a ball and I couldn't move anything I couldn't even talk and I got um, carried to a car that took me to the hospital and I spent several days in a Mexican hospital hooked up to IVs and given all kinds of things and and was alone for a lot of that time so that was pretty scary and I was like wow maybe I should have listened to my body so I didn't end up in this situation I also had um, another big moment of awareness when I was working at a physical therapy clinic as a technician and I had um, been carrying a new bike. We got some new equipment and the bike was not fully put together and I didn't know it. And uh, about several hundred pounds of steel dropped onto my foot and tore my tendons and broke some bones. <laughs> and I had, you know, I had pain. I kind of went to the side by the bathroom and, and cried for like a couple minutes and then put ice on it and was like, you know, I'm fine. The physical therapist, though, that I worked with every day were like, mm, you don't seem fine. The way you're avoiding it, how swollen it is. And after a month, they had me get an x-ray, found out that it was broken. And they're like, how in the world were you walking four miles a day in our gym guiding patients when it's broken? And they put me in a boot. And a couple months later, they're like, it's still not healing. What is going on? And the orthopedic surgeon next door ordered an MRI and saw that I still had some torn ligaments across my foot. And they were like, this is a football career ending injury. Like, how have you been walking? And I was like, they're like, have you not been in pain? I was like, yeah. And they're like, I mean, that would be like severe pain. I was like, maybe, but you know, for me, it was just, I had not really learned how to listen to my body. And even though I was feeling pain, I just was like, well, you know, I can still function. I, I still gotta do my job. Um, I don't want it to affect anyone and I'll just push through. <laughs> Well, I ended up getting put into a cast and this was about three months after the injury, after having been in a boot for two months. And then uh, two months of getting out of the cast, I then got put back into a boot. And at that point, my brain was like, this is ridiculous. I'm, I'm just going to pretend like I don't have a foot anymore. And my foot was turning purple and blue and developing neuropathy. And I got diagnosed with complex regional pain syndrome which is basically where anything, any type of touch, like just the touch of having to put a sock on um, would be so painful. If someone walked by me and was kind of close to me, I would, my whole body would freak out because it was protect the foot. Because if someone grazed my foot or did anything to touch it, it would just send shockwaves of an extreme pain <laughs> through my body. It was pretty bad. And I discovered that really it's the people that have ignored their body tend to be at a much higher risk of uh, developing this condition. I was able to fortunately recover it with the help with, of an amazing physical therapist, Jason Rocca, uh, who was able to show me how much my brain influenced the way that my body responded to this foot injury and was eventually able to heal it back up to close to normal. I have some nerve damage and some uh, 
limitations and how much it flexes, but I can still run and do all the things that I love to do, which is pretty neat. So I learned from that, wow, if I had just listened to that pain and took care of it within days of the injury, I could have avoided literally years of physical therapy and pain and now having lifelong damage to the structure of my foot. So these were two big moments of awareness for me that, wow, if I really, if I don't listen to my signals and I don't take this seriously, I could get myself in some pretty big trouble here. (laughs) After having those awareness, now it was starting to accept. Okay, now I'm starting to accept that when my body says something, it's important for me to listen. And I am struggling with how, how to do that. And I push it too far and too hard. And so I had to kind of, speak with, for me, kind of experts about what was going on in my body to be able to learn what does it even look like to listen to your body. So I worked with physical therapists for several years to say, you know, I've got this pain here and this issue here, and I really didn't feel like I went too hard in my workout. And they would break it down with me and say, okay, well, you know, what did you hear from your body? And, you know, what were the signals that you were getting? And... Um, starting to better understand what does it actually look like on a practical level on a day-to-day to uh, adjust the way that I was treating my body um, and how to know when it was giving me a signal. So, I mean, even on just a basic level, I couldn't really detect that. And I started to believe that I could actually be happier listening to my body than I would pushing it to do what I wanted. It's kind of like you know, delayed gratification, right? Like you would think, well, if I can get this ice cream right now, I'll be the happiest. And then you realize, actually, it does tend to work better if I get some protein and veggies into my body and I don't have as many symptoms and I nourish myself a little bit more and then have some desserts. It's, I kind of learned that I can experience a greater quality of life because I wouldn't be constantly chasing down all of these little injuries and issues with my body that were holding me back from doing the kinds of physical activities that I really wanted to do. Um, I also went and uh, saw the rheumatologist and um, got diagnosed with fibromyalgia um, based off of the tender point test and some lab work and my uh, family history. And that was a big moment of acceptance for me. Okay, my body can't do some of the things that other people's bodies do. It's a little bit more sensitive. Um, I have tissues that tend to be more tense and don't respond in the same way as other people's tissues. And I just was learning to accept that about myself. The last step is practice. I had to start changing the, the behaviors that I had. So after acceptance and, and seeking out support and understanding how it works, now it's time to really take action. And I learned that I can't do that on my own. I actually needed to follow programs, other people's programs that were designed around injury prevention so that I knew what was an appropriate amount of level to challenge my body. Because for me, I'm like, you know what? I feel good. Like I didn't do anything to break myself. I'm going to go much harder in this workout. And I had to um, start just following, like when I get on the treadmill, I have one of those iFit treadmills where the I can put in a video and it controls the treadmill. And I chose a six-week injury prevention program. And I realized, whoa, this is way different from what I would have been doing. <laughs> and I would even start not following the program. And it was great because the trainer would be like, if you're pressing increase on your speed right now, bring it back down. I was like, how did he know? <laughs> 
And I had to catch myself constantly that I was like, oh, you know what? I feel like I can give a little bit more. And I had to change my way of thinking. It's not about how much can I really challenge my body and give in this moment. It was more so about let's just be grateful for the fact that I'm moving and look for progress or changes or challenges over the course of like a month or two rather than every day. I don't need to be working out that level of intensity on a daily basis. I I also had to change my way of thinking from, you know, how can I leave this workout feeling like I gave my 100% all to how can I make my workout as consistent as possible. I want to feel gratified in knowing that I've been able to run consistently three times per week for three months rather than feel gratified that I'm now doing intervals at eight miles per hour and can run a 5k in this length of time. So rather than the outcomes, it became more about really showing myself and creating new goals around saying that I'm not challenging my body so hard that I'm constantly fighting little aches and pains. And it's totally worked. I haven't had um, any physical therapy in almost a year, which is the longest I've gone since 2014. It's now 2023. Um, And I haven't had any little like injuries and aches that I was trying to work around, which is like the first time literally ever in my life. I've had muscle and joint issues since I was um, in grade school. I uh, also had to create um, a new way of creating goals in each workout. Um, So it was more so about how can I recover better and make my body feel good um, rather than the outcome. So I started doing things like yoga and a mat workout um, and just like running for a couple of minutes rather than running consistently. Um, And I gave up my gym membership because I found man, when I go there, I just want to, I want to crush it. (laughs) And it was just too tempting for me not to listen to my body when I was in that gym environment. Uh, So, I mean, these are some really big changes I've been working on in gyms again since I was a teenager um, for 20 years. And I had to really, it's not that I'm like, I've let go of the things that I love in order to listen to my body. It's that I've replaced the things that I love. I still am very gratified and satisfied by my uh, workouts in the way that I can move my body um, because I've just shifted that perspective to um, looking at my goals as feeling good every day, uh, not having any injuries, being able to work out as many days in a row as I want because my body's not feeling terrible from it, um, and being able to manage my own health and not need to go see all these uh, recovery experts in order to feel better. I hope that gave you some ideas of what that might look like for you. Listening to your body might be more about um, your emotions. It might be more about your bedtime and your sleep. Um, It might be more about cutting back some of your hours at work um, or creating some self-care time, private time away from caring for the kids. I don't know what your body's trying to tell you, but I really encourage you to start increasing your awareness and just put your focus on what those signals are. I hope this was helpful for you and I can't wait to talk again.